you for choosing iChurch Sermon Podcast. We invite you to get ready, get ready, get ready for what God has to say to you today. To this side, but that person's looking to the other side too. So it messes you up. See, when you go like, tell the person that's behind you. The person that's behind you is telling the person that's behind them, right? So I promise never to do that again. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. In 2016, we opened with this series, it's 2016, best year ever, and Pastor was explaining yesterday, how a tre- uh, last week, how a tree that doesn't give fruit is cut down, a tree that doesn't produce what it should produce is cut down, and how this year, I wanna, we want to give you four simple steps at the beginning of the month, so you could be able to achieve those goals, and you could be able to declare with your mouth, it's 2016, best year ever, I'm done playing games, and so we're going to start, I want to start you off with breaking down some of the most popular things around the world. So, worldly, the most popular worldly, and when we say worldly, it's just around everybody, no matter what nation or what, where you're from. Here in Iceland, we have over 19 different countries. Not legit. Not legit. Dude, I'm pumped. And so, so, it doesn't matter where you are, these are the most famous resolutions. And I want to go down to it with you, and if it relates to you, I want you to just... Right there without anybody seeing you, just tap yourself like, that is me this year, no fear, going strong. And so the first one, we start with the most popular resolution around the globe. Ladies and gentlemen, how many of you want this year to be strong, baby? Now, don't misunderstand. Don't misunderstand this. We are trying to get buff, okay? How many of y'all, this year is your year of redemption, huh? Paul, it's your year of redemption. Hopefully not only a strength, but in a nice little, isn't that a defined butt right there, don't you think? Right? Some of you are like, I don't want the muscles, I want the butt. <laughs> Good for you. One of the most popular is, 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 is weights, fitness. Look, in 2016, I'm going to be sexy. That's what you're thinking about, baby. That's all good. It's a resolution. Look at number two. One of the number two most famous resolutions around the globe is everybody wants a little bit of love, baby. It's like this. But the thing about that one is that that one wasn't recognized in the webpage because those people that are out there looking for love, you ain't putting it in your resolutions. You're too scared. huh? Say the truth. Say the truth. You want this year to get engaged, but you're like, I ain't going to write it down. My heart's too sensitive. My heart's too sensitive. You know who you are. You know who you are. Okay? Don't worry. Don't worry. Okay? Denial. That's what I call it. <laughs> resolution of denial. Admit it. It's in your resolution. Say, this year I am going to find my man. Okay? For those ladies out there. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Say it with me. Say it with me. This year, the ladies that don't have a man, please. Some ladies that were married said that. Hey, hold up. Hold up. Sin. No, no, no. Single ladies. Eh, eh. Right? Where are my single ladies? Ah, oh, no, nobody's single now. Even some of you are not single. Lie. I can't have Young United get empty now. Come on. Y'all know a bunch of you are in Young United for just one reason. That's find your lady, okay? And for some of you, find your man. Let's, let's just get the subject. Let's keep going, all right? I'm getting too touchy. You're getting too sentimental. Another of the major resolutions of 2015 is to make sure that you somehow cleanse yourself, Okay? People want to cleanse themselves. People are like, this year, I'm going to be eating right. You know, this year, I'm going to get rid of all my addictions. I'm not going to have alcohol addictions anymore. I'm sick and tired of seeing this every Saturday. Right? Right? This year, is like, this is my year. I ain't throwing up anymore. No more losing weight. I'm going up, baby. That's addiction, stress. 
This year, I'm going to change my lifestyle. I'm not going to live like that anymore. The next one. <laughs> next one. This year, your, some of y'all's resolution is to make sure that you spend time with your family. You're probably wondering, why is that picture different from the other ones? I'm going to explain to you. I was looking for all these little pictures, and then when I was looking for it, I got family. I didn't have a picture of the family, so I Googled white family. I was so amazed <laughs> at the fact that that's what I got. I decided to put it up there, okay? So this year, some of you guys want to spend more time with your white family, okay? With your Hispanic family, your black family, whatever it is. But you, you, this year, I'm going to spend more time with my family. Another one. This year, some of you are going to make that money rain, baby, huh? Right? Right? This year, money's going to rain on me. You're going to be throwing it up and walking with an umbrella, right? Right, Daniel? That's you, baby. That's you. Rich man in the house, right? <laughs> is that your rich man move? What the heck is that? A rich man in the house, he went like. Some of you are like, this year I'm going to fix my finances. And I'm being for real. I'm making it like a joke. But this year you're going to fix your finances. You know, you're going to get your life straight with God. You're, gonna, you're not going to be poor anymore. And then for others of you, it's like this next year, I'm going to achieve the next level. Whatever that next level is. For some of you, is I'm going to climb up in my work. I'm going to become a manager. I'm going to become an assistant manager. I'm going to become CEO. Or I want to climb up in my relationship with my wife, my relationship with my husband. I want to take it to another level. For others of you, it looks a little bit like in church. I want to become a leader in this ministry. I want to become a supervisor. I want to become a coach. I want to climb up. I feel like God's calling me to the next level. Some of you guys are looking for that next level. But ultimately, these are the most famous little word that we call resolutions. Everybody heard about resolutions, goals, plan. And this year, our number one priority with this series is to help you achieve that. Because the problem with this thing is, let's be straight honest. How many of you, one of those resolutions you have it for you for 2016? Raise your hand. Just one of them, okay? You're like, one of those resolutions is mine too. Almost the whole room. And others of you, you're falling asleep on me, okay? Almost the whole room has one of these resolutions. Here's the problem. Let's be real. That resolution you've had is in 2011. <laughs> right? Right? And that's why we decided to create the series. And we call it, it's 2016. Like, I am sick and done. Because that's how we all start the year. And five, four, three, two, one. This is it, baby. This is it. Finally, 2011 resolution. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> you're like, this is your year. But you've been so long with the same resolutions that you don't even remember when was the last time that you don't even, you think it's just from the moment you were born. <laughs> Some of you are like, this is just my nature. I've, I've always wanted to be skinny. <laughs> you don't even know when that started, like when that desire came up. It's time to achieve it. It's time to go. It's time to get some money, baby. It's time to fix your finances, all right? So this year is 2016, best year ever. We struggle to achieve our resolutions so long, so much. But the first thing we need to know in order to go into this series is found in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, where the Bible says, For we are his workmanship, created in Jesus Christ for good works. For what? For what? Good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. God has a plan for you. And the thing with God is that a big God equals a big plan. A beautiful creation equals a beautiful, a beautiful creator equals a beautiful creation. An amazing planner, a great, sovereign, powerful God means a great, sovereign, powerful plan over your life. And if you came into this place believing that you have nothing to do with the world, that you don't have a big plan, that you're never going to leave a legacy, that you're never going to do something big, then you don't know your God. Because your God doesn't do that. My God, whenever he creates him, he creates him good. 
The Bible says and mentions how we are his workmanship, created in Jesus Christ. Created in the best thing in this world, we are created in that. And we're created for good works from before you were even born. God already had a plan for you. He already, a lot of people call it destiny. He had something stable. Uh, he has something for you, labeled for you. He knows how much, how much hair you have in your head. <laughs> Think he's going to memorize that and not give you a plan? He knows how many hair, single hairs, there are in your head. Why would he memorize that and not give you a simple job, a purpose, and a purpose for your existence, a reason for your existence? And on top of that, so we have God's plan. Of course, he has a plan. So we know that we have God's plans. But on top of that, we have our own plans, right? Say with me. Come on, interact, right? We have our own plans. We have our own resolutions that we have created for ourselves. And we see that in the Bible in Isaiah chapter 55, verse 8, when, when, when Isaiah writes, and he said, For my thoughts are not your thoughts. This is God speaking. My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than yours. Thoughts. Isn't that awesome? He created you. His ways are, are bigger than your ways. But the point here is that God is acknowledging that you have your own ways. You have your own plans. You create your own destiny, your own life plan, your own, uh, 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 every, the way things are going to work out. So you have God's plans and you have, you have your plans. Now, there are two forces or fuels behind those plans. We have the flesh. Say with me, the flesh. And we have the spirit. We have the flesh and we have the spirit. These two things serve as fuels. Think about it as gas. You have gas that is the flesh, or you can put on you the gas that are from the Holy Spirit. And each fuel is a force that's going to drive you to achieve those goals. Now, some of these goals, some of these resolutions, you can do with either or. You can use the flesh to be, you can use the I, the me, my own strength, my own determination to try to get strong by yourself, try to get buff, fit, gain some money, spend time with your family, or you can use the fuel and the force of the Holy Spirit to achieve it through His power and not your power. There are two different ways there, and you've got to decide which one you're going to go through and which one you're going to choose. And depending on the fuel is the product that you're going to create. Depending on the fuel you put on your body, the force you put on you is the, is the product that you're going to give. Understand that? Say with me, fuel equals product. Fuel equals product. And we see that in, in Galatians chapter 5. And I'm, and I'm going fast through this because at the end I just have one simple message that I want to give to you. And then that's it. And then I'm going to ask you to worship God. And, I'm, and you're going to see, see what's going to happen at the end of this service. But I tell you, I'm telling you right now that God is going to move even in a better way that he moved a couple minutes ago. In, in verse 19, it says, Now the works of the flesh are evident. Are what? So you, we can't see them? Or we can't see them? We can't see them. It's evident. That is it. The works of the flesh, the product of the flesh, the acts of the flesh are as these. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalry, etc., etc., etc. You can see that there. You can see that in the screen. Those are the products of the flesh. Those are the products of that fuel. And then you have the products of the Holy Spirit. And we all know that, right? The fruits of the Holy Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Now, what is this saying? When you read this passage of the Bible, it's not giving you an action. It's not telling you the flesh does 
this action is telling that the works of the flesh produce that in your life. It's not, when you see the fruits of the Holy Spirit, the fruits of the Holy Spirit are not saying get married. The fruits of the Holy Spirit are not saying get fit. They're not telling you the act. They're telling you the product of your act. They're telling you that if you get married through the fuel and the force of the Holy Spirit, you might create in your life love or patience or joy. If you get buff, if you get fit through the Holy Spirit, how am I going to do that through the Holy Spirit? Hold on, hold on. If you do it through the Holy Spirit, you're going to gain a level of self-control that you did not have before because to work out, you need discipline. And that is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Come on, come on, come on. You're going to give it, give it. That is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. It's a fruit. It's a product. The product changes when the force drive, the fuel changes. Listen to that. When your force, when the fuel you're injecting into your body changes from flesh to spirit, your product is going to be different. When the force changes from spirit to flesh, your product is going to be different. You might be wondering, why is it that in my life I constantly encounter sexual impurity? Why do I feel so dirty all the time? Why do I feel, why do I feel so, so, so mad all the time? Why do I put other things before God? Why do I feel last? Why do I feel empty? Because of the fuel that you're putting in your body is the flesh. And the only thing that the flesh can produce is that. You can't plant an orange tree and say, give me apples. It doesn't work. It ain't going to give you apples. It's going to give you oranges. What is the force and the fuel behind your 2016 goals? What is the force and the fuel that you're using right now to go to the gym? Are you going to the gym so people can see that? That'd be straight up. Are you going to the gym so you can go and get a girl and do that? Are you trying to get money because you want to show off? Are you trying to spend time with your family just because you want to you hear your wife stop yelling at you every single day and tell you, you need to spend more time with me? 2016, I want to spend more time with her just so she can shut the hell up. Is that what you're doing? Why? What is the force behind your resolutions this new, this new year? Check this video out. Check this video out. Things that make a dance. Things that make a dance. Things. Things that make a dance. Things that make a dance. Things. Things that make a dance. Things that make a dance. Things. Come on, do that little dance with her. Come on, come on. Let's back her up. Put it again. Put it again. Things that make a dance. Things that make a dance. Things. Things that make a dance. Things that make a dance. Things. That is awesome. I'm pretty sure a couple of families just walked away. <laughs> like, what the heck is wrong with this dude? That's you and that's me in God in God's eyes. That is you and that is me in God's eyes. 
what a weird little kid singing songs. No, 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 no. There are things in your life, there are failures in your life that, that you've suffered miserably because of God's love and God's grace and God's mercy. I know you're probably lost. Give me a second. I'm going to tie it up for you. I'm going to tie it up for you. I just want some people to catch it on on yourselves, on your own. At the end of the day, you, me, and every single one of us are like little kids in God's eyes that we don't know the heck of what we're doing. And the things that we think that actually make sense make no sense. And God is up there from above looking at us and smiling and saying, you're laughing, you're dancing, you're doing this, you're suffering, you're crying, you're, you're, you're weeping, you're going through a tough time in life. And you don't know that if it wasn't for that tough time in life, you would have it much worse. What does that have to do with the force of sweat? What does that have to do with this? What does that have to do with this? That you're so upset about your product that you go into your own strength to get your own results. You start using the flesh to get your own results. Then you fail miserably and you fall and you make nothing. You succeed in nothing. And God is up there from heaven saying, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why don't you just trust in me to get it done for you? I know, I know, a bunch of you didn't get that, but that's, that wasn't for all of you. That was for only people that truly want to understand. We're all just kids, and God is the Father, and He knows best. God equals the Holy Spirit, and when we go into the Holy Spirit, the Father knows best. Trust in God, and He'll take care of you. Trust in God, and He'll take care of you. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So your fuel and your force, get, tell me what your fuel and your force is, and I'll tell you what your products are going to be. Now, let me tell you something. There are no two number ones. That doesn't exist. There are no two number ones. You can't try to achieve your product. You can't try to achieve those resolutions and those goals using the force of the, of the flesh and using the force of the Holy Spirit. It doesn't work like that. The Bible says in James chapter 3, verse 11, does a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. You know, we take this verse constantly. And when we read this verse, we go like, oh, that means that you shouldn't be two-faced. You shouldn't be somebody here and you shouldn't be somebody there. You shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that. That's wrong. That's not what this verse is saying. It's not saying that you shouldn't. It's saying that you can't. Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives or grapevines and produce figs? No. You cannot expect to be in the flesh and achieve fruits of the Holy Spirit. It does not work like that. There are no two number ones in life. There's either God or not. Either good or bad. Either safe or unsafe. But we live our lives trying to stand in this great position to where we can achieve things to make us feel better through our own strength. And we can also have love, joy, peace, righteousness, patience, self-control. But it doesn't work like that. Who is going to be the Lord of your life? Who is going to be the force that prevails over your life so that you can achieve actually and get some products? Who reigns in your life? Because here's what's been happening. Here's what's been happening. Give me that shirt that's behind you. I don't know who's behind one of you guys. Here's what's been happening. Let me explain this to you. Let me explain this to you in a way that you're going to understand it. Here's what's been happening in your life. You're given into the force of flesh. I'm speaking to people that are crossing and feel dirty, feel sexually impure. I'm speaking to people that have fits of anger. I'm speaking to people that feel that they, that they put everything before, before God and that everything is put before them. 
I'm speaking to people that are sad, that are mad, that are frustrated, that are in pain. You know what's happening with you? You know why you're so frustrated about those resolutions that you've had since 2011? That you're giving into the force of the flesh. And allowing it to take over you. What happens when you give into the force of the flesh? Look, I'm going to try to put the mic down for a second to put this. Even when you win with this, you don't. Even when you win using the force of the flesh, you don't. You know why? Because you're not producing what you're meant to produce. You're an orange tree without any fruits because you're trying to produce apples on your own. You're a coffee maker that's producing rice. The creator created you, made you, put a purpose over your life. But when you decide to take over that purpose, when you decide to get those resolutions on your own, what you do is that you embrace the force of the flesh and all the fruits you're ever going to have come from the flesh. You know what's happening whenever you put this on? And the creation lacks from the creator. The apple tree doesn't know he's an apple tree. So he doesn't know what to do to be able to produce apples and lives his whole life unfulfilled, sad, in pain, in sexual impurity, in the works of the, in the, works of the flesh. Because you decided to embrace it on your own. You decided to take over on your own. And you never truly, you live life. You lived your legacy. You wasted your years. And you never produced apples. That's why you're never able to be happy. You know why you don't have happiness and fulfillment? Because you're not fulfilling anything. You're doing it all on your own. You're trying to achieve your own things. You lose because your land and your temple are covered by the force and the products of the flesh. And God will not be there. The fountain cannot give you flesh and give you spirit. If you embrace the flesh, God steps out because you decided to do it on your own. And it is not until you make him Lord of your life, it is not until you put him first, that you're possibly going to be able to, pre- to produce fruits of the Holy Spirit, which is the only thing in life that's good. Don't expect to win. Without the winner. Don't expect to love without the love. Don't expect to empower without the power. Don't expect to be able to be a good father for your family when you don't have a good father for you. Don't expect it. It doesn't work that way. What are you saying, Josue? What I'm saying is that you are just a branch. That's all you are. In John chapter 15, verse 4, Jesus says, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself. You're just a branch. You will not bear fruit on your own, unless it abides in the vine, which is Jesus. Neither can you, unless you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. Whoever abides in me, I and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Let me break it down for you because I know a bunch of you are lost. Maybe this is too deep for you, but I'm going to tone it down for you because that's what God is, that's why I'm here. That's what God's calling me to do. 
you're just a branch. Stop there. Everybody with me? I'm going to do something crazy. For those of you that are paying attention to me, don't get scared. Ah! Okay, those of you that got scared, you with me now, right? Everybody with me? Yeah? Clap once. Clap twice. Clap if you don't like me. Forget you. It's all good. Don't feel bad. I don't like you either. Okay. So here we go. Look at this. You're just a branch. That's all you are. You're a branch. And without Jesus, which is divine, without the source of power, hmm, without the source of power, you can do nothing. And whenever you decide to do things on your own, on, your, on yourself, you embrace the flesh and you take the vine off of you. So every time that you try to do your resolutions on your own, every time that you try to achieve your resolutions on your own by yourself without the power of the Holy Spirit, you put this on, you take the vine out of you, you, you cut yourself from the source of power, and then you can achieve nothing. It's simple. It is simple. You're living with the force of the flesh, and God will not be there. And without God, you ain't got nothing. You need to heal the land because your land is messed up. Your land, your temple is messed up. It's full of flesh. And you need to heal that land. You need to prune the land. You need to prune the seed so that it could grow back again. And God can heal your land. God can heal the land. In 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, God ends up talking and God says, I will hear from heaven and you will forgive and your and and will forgive their sins and heal their lands i will forgive their sins and heal their lands look at it from a little bit before second chronicles chapter 7 verse 13 look at what it says look at what it says look at this is strong verse 13 verse 13 when i shut up the heavens so that there is no rain this is god saying look when i shut up the heavens so that there is no rain or command the locusts to devour the land or send pestilence among my people. Look, if my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will, I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and heal their land. But it all starts in verse 13. When you embrace the flesh and get dressed with the flesh, God says, I will shut up the heavens. I will not send water because you are not embracing me. You're embracing the force of the flesh. And I will not abide in a fountain where salt and fresh water are coming out. So when I shut up the heavens so that there's no rain, so that there can be no prosperity... Or command the locusts to devour, to come and destroy everything that you've ever thought. Or send pests to come and infest your life with dirt and nastiness and the works of the flesh and the products of the flesh. Once your life is as messed up as it could get. Once you're as frustrated as you've ever been before in your life. Once you have failed on every single resolution. The Bible says that once you have embraced the flesh and you're dirty. Verse 14. If my people who are called by my name, if my people that I, listen, listen, the whole sermon is connected. 
if the, if the people that I have called, that I have created a plan to, the ones that I have created a plan to, which is all of us, made humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, stop doing what they're doing on the flesh, stop producing what they're producing with the flesh and the works of the flesh, stop embracing the force of the flesh, then after they come to me, after they start believing in their plan, after they hear, after they prune and get ready to get done with their lives and start living a life of fulfillment, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins, make you clean, heal the land, and take you to where you need to go in this world. But it all starts there. The sermon is there. The message is clear. That's it. I'm done. I'm done. That was my message to you. There needs to be a fresh start in your life. Bottom line, that's it. There needs to be a fresh start in your life. Because you live in 2016, dragging everything from 2015. You're trying the same techniques you tried in 2015. You're trying to do everything by yourself. You're trying to get your family by yourself for yourself, for your own glory. There must be a fresh start. You gotta, you, gotta, you gotta humble yourself and you gotta say, Father, I want a fresh start. And let me tell you a secret, it's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt. Because the products of the flesh are all that you know how to do. Having to sit still. Having to not do things for your own glory. Having to believe in a sovereign, supernatural strength that you cannot see. To give you the motivation to go to the gym. To give you the love to embrace your family. To give you the passion and the wisdom to manage your finances. Having to sit down and trust that he will do it no matter how bad things look. It's hard. It's hard. But it's the only way that you could possibly win. Let me put it to you in a story. I'm not even going to read it. I'm not even going to read it. Let me put it to you in a story. Before God said that, before God said, I'm going to go, I'm going to shut, shut up the heaven, uh, the doors of heaven, and then everybody's going to be messed up. They're going to start asking for my name. They're going to call me. And once they call me and they humble themselves, I'm going to come down. I'm going to heal them. Before he said that, Solomon built a temple for, for God, a huge, beautiful temple. And the Bible says that in that temple, the sacrifices that he gave, he gave over 20,000, over 20,000 spe specific species of animals. Over 120,000 sheep and lamb, all sacrificed. A lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of passion given to God. Here you go. Gave him to God. Then he kneeled down and prayed to God this long prayer. And the Bible says in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 1, that when he was done praying, the fire came from heaven and consumed the sacrifice ate the sacrifice took the sacrifice that the people had given and then the Holy Spirit and the presence and the glory of God was so big in the temple, was so shaking the temple, the temple was so full of those presence of God, of the glory of God, that people had to go down and everybody went down on their face and everybody said, glory be to God because he has been good, glory be to God because he has been good, glory be to God because he has been good, 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 God has been good with us, God has been good with us, but they knelt down. And my conclusion, you want a clean start? You want to stop losing in life? 
You want to gain back your family? Gain back your fitness? Gain back your health? You want to be fulfilled of the Holy Spirit? You want to start living a life with purpose? You got to get down, baby. You got to get down. And no matter how much it hurts, no matter in how much pain you are, you got to say, Holy Spirit, come like a fire. Holy Spirit, come like a fire. God, God, come like a fire. Come like a fire. Come like a fire. I want to do it for your glory. I want to do it for your glory. 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 And whenever you're about to give up, and whenever you can't do it anymore, it is time for a generation. It is time for some people to get up and look at the flesh. It is time to rip out the flesh and start living by the Spirit. If you rip out the flesh and you live by the Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, come like a fire. He will heal you. He will heal you. He will heal the land. My God is going to heal the land. If you would like to learn more about iChurch OKA Ministries, please visit our website at www.ichurchoka.com.